Yo, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Spread of the News. This is episode 19 of Spread of the News. Um, as if you're on YouTube, you could probably see that Brian's not here today. I always start with Brian. Um, Brian wasn't able to make it for today's recording. Uh, we're actually recording this a day early. We usually record on Mondays now, but we're recording early because of um, we're actually going to the me and Danny are going to the game tomorrow with some friends. Um, the Mariners game. Brian's also not going to be at the Mariners game. So, um, but me and Danny, me and Danny can take a pic for the uh, spread of the news Instagram yeah. account and we can post that up there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but Danny, as you guys can see, Danny's here. What's going on, Danny? How are you? Nothing much. I mean, we were recording this at 1 a.m. Sunday night, I guess, Monday morning. And uh, I have to wake up in three hours. I'm going to Giants training camp. Excited for that. So, so tomorrow's a New York sports day of fun. Yeah. With, uh, Giants training camp in the Yankee game. Yeah. Talk about, talk about dedication, right? I mean, yeah. you got to be up in three hours pretty much and three and a half, three Ooh. and a half hours. And then you got a long, and we both, we both, I mean, I'm not going to the Giants training camp, but we both, you have a long day. I have a semi long day ahead of us. It's going to be rough. A lot of five hour energies going to have to be on deck. You drink five hour energies. Well, anything to get, aren't they like, really energy? Bad? aren't they like really bad for you? I mean, they could be. But you know they work. Hey, the five hour energy sponsor us if you want to sponsor <laughs> yeah. us, right? Yeah, but I'll have one tomorrow. I'll have one every five hours, starting at six a.m. So. Get you through the day. Yeah, it'll be perfect. Yeah, twenty four uh, hour energy, baby. Then you'll be having some uh, good water at the game. Yes, really good water at the game. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, tomorrow I'm. Not not to go into that, but I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Hope me and Danny were just talking before we started. Hopefully, Judge doesn't get a day off tomorrow because he's due for one. And we thought we thought uh, well, we'll get into this in a little bit. We thought it would be Luis Castillo's first Mariners start, but he's starting Wednesday now. Kind of stinks. Uh, well, also it doesn't stink because he probably would have shut us down again. But yeah, hopefully Judge does not get a day off. Yeah, he's due, I, but he's hot. As he always is. What stinks about that too is obviously we think we think Judge is due for a day off, and then J Rod is not playing. Yeah, and... not that not that I go to see any Mariners players. I, I honestly like, I would love to, like J Rod's awesome. Love watching him play, but really I don't really give a shit that he's not in the lineup <laughs> tomorrow because I'm there for the Yankees. I want to watch my Yankees win. And hey, him not being in the lineup helps us win. Then there we go. It's fine. That's the best way to look at it. Yeah. It is. He's fun to watch on TV, whatever. I don't need to see him at Yankee Stadium hitting a home run. Well, hey, you know what I have seen at Yankee Stadium though? Maybe I don't know if I said this in the in the last couple episodes, but in the in the uh, I actually went to the game where Soto hit that ball to like right center that was like 460 up to like the yeah, bar area. You did say that on Twitter. You did say that on Twitter. Yeah, to like the bar area. That was like that was a I was sitting in the right field bleachers, so it went like right past me and I was like Oh my god! I was like, "What?" <laughs> not not to talk about Soto, but I feel like I feel like I always come away from a game with like crazy moment. Like you like, have like, great luck at at Yankee games. I, that's why I love going with you because I throughout my life have had horrible luck. But the game I went with you, we've been to two games together. Both games worked out well. But every other Yankee game I went, I've been to in my life has been a loss, except for when I was eight yeah, that's and true. I was in I was in Baltimore. And they won in Baltimore, but I had never seen a win at Yankee Stadium until we went to the wild card game in 2018. And now you I've might, seen two wins at Yankee Stadium. You might get a toss up with me. You never know. Yeah. I feel like I bring that kind of luck. 
But, we, I mean, we're sitting, we're sitting right in judge home run territory. We might oh, be absolutely. Getting... We're sitting in good. We're, no, 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 no. Hot take. We're sitting in IKF first home run territory. Wow. I'll throw it back. That's what I'll do. <laughs> I'll throw it back and I'll get thrown out of the stadium. I, you don't get thrown out of the stadium for throwing back opposing teams home runs, do you? You do. Yeah, you do. I think I asked, I asked someone at Yankee Stadium last time I was there because, you know, I'd throw one back if I caught one. I don't want that. I don't want that ball. But they said if you throw it back right away and don't disturb play, you could stay. Really? Yeah. They said if you wait a little bit and then they have to, like, go on the field and the game kind of stops for a little bit, then you're gone. I, I didn't know that. That's Risky. Is it worth the risk to throw back a Mariners home run ball? I don't know. but Well, if, for those who don't know, me and Danny are sitting in – or Danny, me, and our, a bunch of our friends are sitting in um, – left field a couple rows up so we're in prime home run territory so i'm really looking forward to it. i've never sat over there so that's why i'm looking forward to it. i i always go like bleacher seats i've been in the legend suite that, we area. had great seats in right field for the astros game last year we were that is true second actually row, second we row did. in right field right behind yeah, we did. i forgot yeah. about that we did have pretty good seats for that game i always love being in the in the outfield i know you kind of like the lines you were saying but i, I like the outfield I, I, honestly I feel like you can't get a bad seat in Yankee Stadium. You can't. You you can't. Can. It's not like Fenway Park where you could be behind <laughs> you're a pole. sitting or, behind a pole. Sitting right. behind a pole or your seats are facing the outfield and you have to break your neck to see the plate. Stupid. It's, it's Up, true. Though, update right? your stadium. Yeah, it's true, though. You can't get a bad seat, but I'm really excited. So it'll it'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully, Judge doesn't get the day off. So Hopefully, we win. Hopefully, we get a win. Hopefully, we get a win. There's been a couple, might... a couple games this week we couldn't hit. And hopefully true. this is my, this is my first game all year. So me too. Oh, is it really you too? I haven't been to one. Yeah, I'm going again in September. But. It's funny too. Cause I, I, I always go to, I feel like three or four games a year. And this is my first game. We're already in August. So yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, we went in May last year. That was, but yeah. Yeah. That's the last game I've been to. I think. No, no, it's not. It's really? not. I went no. to Fenway last year with the, for a Yankee yeah. game. That was but, sick. Uh, but yeah, you're talking about Soto hitting that home run, and unfortunately, the Yankees seem to be out of the running. And why is that, Chase? Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, actually, that's not. Tr- I've seen some rumors that they're not fully out. I saw, but- I saw today. I saw today that the three remaining teams with like bids on the table are the Dodgers, Padres, and Cardinals. I saw that report today. But, um. For those of you who don't know, by the way, Danny, perfect segue there. I know. I was ever since you mentioned when you mentioned the Juan Soto thing, I was waiting to say it. It was it was in my you brain were, waiting to say it. You were waiting for that? Yeah. Um, so the Yankees actually acquired da 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 drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. They actually acquired Andrew Benintendi, for those who don't already know. So Huge. So we were talking a little bit about this on um, the previous episode about how the like look out for names like Ben Benintendi, look out for names like Ian Happ. Obviously, the Yankees aren't going to get Ian Happ now. Um, I made that mock trade, so we can throw that out the window. Um, hopefully, they still get David Robertson, though, keeping that dream alive. But um, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, the Yankees got Ben Benintendi for a pretty good deal, in my opinion. Um, I don't – I, I mean, I, I don't know – these prospects off the top of my head i have them right here so forgive me if i pronounce it wrong but the royals got tj sikama who is the yankees number 19 prospect on mb pipeline and they got beck way the number 21 prospect and chandler champlain champlain i don't something like that 
Um, but okay, yeah, we're not gonna need to know his name now. He's gone. Right. So, and I forget who it was that said it in our group chat, but I think it was Jacob or Brian. But they, I think it was Jacob. He said, like, it's always a good feeling when the Yankees trade um, prospects that you like don't know who they are because, like, like for a good player because obviously that means it was probably a good trade. Like, for example, like when the Yankees got John Carlos Stanton, they traded. Starling Castro and like Jose Devers, like Rafael Devers' cousin, <laughs> which is wild. But, um, but yeah, I love the trade. I love that trade. I love how he fits in the lineup, the lefty bat. I love the contact. I love the high on base percentage. Um, I've always said he's a guy that hits good pitching. He's got the World Series experience. Um, he can hit anywhere in the lineup. Danny, how did you, how did you feel when you got the news? I let me hear, felt- let me hear your reaction. I felt amazing. I saw it. Look, it was coming. We'll get into the Mets series later in the episode, but it just came come off a tough game against the Mets. And about an hour or so after the game, we get the notification: Andrew Benintendi coming to the Yanks for not. Even, they didn't even give up a fifteen, a top fifteen prospect. They barely gave up a top twenty prospect. Mm. With the best, the highest being nineteen. And I'm looking at. I forgot about the Mets loss. It's like we just we just got better. I don't care what just happened tonight. Tonight was a win. It felt like a win, and it's on. A, it's a funny story because um, Andrew Benintendi flew with the Royals to the Bronx because they were playing the Yankees for a four-game series. He's in the Royals team hotel, and their manager comes to his room and like, nah, you're playing for the other team tomorrow. Go to the other locker room when you get to the stadium. But pretty cool, pretty cool that he was already there. He didn't have to fly because it, it's very rare that the, if a player gets traded that late at night that they play the next day. But he was already in New York, so he got yeah, the he got, got he hit lead off the next day and. Uh, just quickly, his stats in Kansas City this year, for anybody wondering, he's hitting 320, which I know a lot of you will like out there, 387 on base. He doesn't provide much of the long ball in Kansas City, but as we know, Yankee Stadium, left-handed bat, maybe he could improve those numbers a little bit. So his OPS is at 785, which isn't bad. That is above league average. But obviously, when you're hitting 320 and getting on base at that rate, he's a huge part to what the Yankees need going yeah. forward. And he will be a huge part of when we win the world series. And he, ha- he has that experience. He's a world series champion. He's played in the playoffs. He's, he was the runner up rookie of the year to judge in 2017. But, uh, and not, not to mention the fact that he rakes in Yankee stadium too. Like we yeah. know he, like when he was with the Red Sox, like I was telling you guys, I'm not even exaggerating. Like when Ben Intendi was a Red Sox, he was my least favorite player in Major League Baseball. And like I, I absolutely couldn't stand him. And I'll be the first to admit it. Um, but of course, now that he's on the good guys, um, I I love the trade. I I think it was it was like exactly what they needed. And we don't know yet about the vaccination status, but I assume that it's probably okay because I feel like the Yankees probably wouldn't have traded for him anyways if they were worried about it. Because he's obviously, like we said, Danny, a big bat in the lineup, especially if they were to go to Toronto for some playoff games. So yeah. um, I have to imagine they're not worried. So I'm not worried. But Can't be worried. However, his first four games as a Yankee didn't go great. He had one infield single, which produced, an R- it produced a run, an RBI single, infield single, whatever. But again, it's four games, new, new scene. Got to let him settle in. Got to let him settle adjust- in. Tough adjustment. He will settle in, I think. I hope. Um, <laughs> now, now, now we don't know how we feel about the trade. <laughs> no, great trade, a trade that had to be made. Because, yeah, like you could say, oh, we wanted half, we wanted soda, whatever. But 
what we gave up was nothing. We gave up nothing. Realistically, the Yankees could, if they wanted, they still have the the ammunition in their farm system, Glaber Torres too, to trade for Soto and Montas. They really could. Obviously, they won't. Most likely won't, which I obviously they don't need to. I'll be fine if they don't. But I think we do need a starting pitcher, but we, we still have a lot of guys in the farm system, and we have a lot of guys to trade now because we right, didn't right. give up that much value, which is great. Yeah, and and for a little context, me, me, Danny, Brian, and our friend Schnur again, Jacob Schnur, um, we were all on FaceTime the other night until like, what was it, Danny? Like 1.30, 2 o'clock in yeah, the morning. Like just talking Yankees baseball, and it honestly could have been a, it could have been a good pod episode, to be honest, but – we were we were talking about it and we were like like these prospects that are so even like even like top prospects like we were going through all the bunch like the Yankee top prospects that never panned out like the Chance Adams the Jackson Frazier's as Brian would say sure. the Miguel Andujar's the um, Justice Sheffield's you name it I mean the list just goes on and on and and for the Yankees to trade that these three pitching prospects that they traded for Ben Benintendi there's really no harm in it because you go that far down on the farm system, like everything has to fall in place for one of those players to even hit and be a big leaguer, like an effective big leaguer. So I'm, I love the, I love that trade. I think it was, I would say it's, if I had to put a grade on it, mm-hmm. I would say high end B plus high end B plus. B plus. Yeah. Dude, it's gotta be in the A range. It's gotta I think be it's, in the A range. The only reason why it's not, a range for me is because they could have gotten Juan Soto, but you can't, you can't put that in the grade though. You're looking at the trade, the isolated trade. Don't look at it. Okay, what Soto's doing the isolated trade. No top fifteen prospects for a guy like Andrew Benintendi, an all star guy that's hitting over three hundred. Come on. All right, you know what? You're right. I'm going A minus. What do you, What do you got? What do no, you got? Solid A. Solid A. Give him a ninety five. Nice solid A. It's just you couldn't ask for anything better, really. Like, you see, what do we give up? We're waiting because it's always the what do. Once you make the trade, you're excited, but then it's always the the waiting game of what we gave up. And again, right. you look at those list of prospects. It's names I've heard briefly, but I think the only name I've heard was like TJ Sikama. Yeah, but and not I think it was probably like to, from when he was not, drafted. Again, or... It's not the guys in our top fifteen. No top fifteen prospects, and then. Then we see Luis Castillo. And at this point, we get Andrew Benintendi. Seemingly, Juan Soto's out of the picture. Obviously, I think we're a lock for Luis Castillo. Was that the case, Mr. Carucci? No, Danny, it wasn't. And I'm going to I'm gonna agree with you there. I thought we were a lock, too. And I know Brian can say would say the same thing because he expressed that to us, that he thought we were a lock, too. It just seemed like everything was falling into place for Luis Castillo. It seemed from what, we, from, from what we were reading from the reports is that they loved Peraza. They really wanted Peraza, at least before he was traded. That's what we heard. Um, and honestly, like what I mean, to put it as simply as this, I won't bore the fans with a Mariners trade, but to put it simply like we just got outbid. Like it's that simple because the Mariners gave up. What was it like three of their top five prospects? Yeah, they gave up their one, their three, their five. And again, you don't you don't compare. It's hard to compare that, but the Yankees one, three, and five is it's that would be Volpe, Dominguez, and Waldachuk, which is obviously That's, too much value to give yeah. up for that for 
Luis Castillo, who was obviously a very good player. We wanted him on the team, but I think that that's just too much to give up. But And they said, of course, of course, the report that comes out later that night, such like a Yankee report to come out that we were close. Yeah. The Yankees were close. <laughs> we were close. We almost had it. They liked our deal. We were close, but just not as good as the Mariners deal. And whatever. I wouldn't want to give up that much. Good job on them. They're they're a good team. They're hot right now. I'm excited yeah, yeah. to see them tomorrow. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be easy. a good game. It's easy to look at the trade and be disappointed because we I get think he would be a game changer in the Bronx for us. Yeah. But there's still some good starters on the market. So let's talk about that for a second. Like they still have the chance to get Carlos Rodon. He pitched yep. today. He, he had a great game tonight. Pitched great tonight. They can still go for Pablo Lopez. He's been argue not no, not the best starter for Miami because they have Sandy, but he's he's probably what their second best starter. Yeah. I Pablo mean, Lopez is having a really good year. They Mets knocked him out early today, though. Praying to God they don't go for Paul Blackburn. Praying oh, to God. Don't oh my even, God, that would be that would be such it. a Yankees. Don't even say it. <laughs> that would be such a Paul Blackburn has over five ERA on the A's. We were scared that they were gonna get Paul Blackburn. I, I was actually. I can't speak for you, Danny, but I was scared because I was seeing rumors that he got pulled after like sixty pitches after that Yankee prospect yeah. got pulled. What was it? Um, was Pereira. It, um, Pereira. Pereira got pulled. In like the eighth inning, and then and then Paul Blackburn got pulled at the same time. So I was like, I, was, uh, I wasn't I wasn't feeling that. I was like, what's going on here? Um, but but I mean, I, I I still look at the market like they can they can easily. I think they could easily trade for Pablo Lopez and Carlos Rodon if they wanted to. And yeah, I, I mean, think- they can. They can make a lot of moves if they want to. They have a good farm system, as they always do. They always do, but they elect to hold on to the prospect instead of trading them, and it doesn't get them anywhere. But um, I wouldn't even hate if they traded for Rodon and they somehow managed to get Jock in the deal because we know <laughs> Jock Peterson is a playoff hero. He's been his whole career a playoff hero, which is what the Yankees need. Yeah, I mean, but, I don't think I don't. I, hey, I would love Jock. Jock is one of my favorite players in the you, league. You swap out, you swap out, like obviously, assuming you trade Joey Gallo, you take Gallo off the roster, you plug in Jock Peterson. Hey, hey, I'm not complaining with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess. <laughs> I love Jock. He would have a great Yankee Stadium swing. Again, guys with guys with um, history in the big games, just like Ben Intendi has that history. Jock would have that history. And, um, yeah, Rodon, though, apparently likes to hurt his teammates. He kicked uh, – yeah. Former he kicked Yankee. Yeah, he kicked the bat at former Yankee Tyro Estrada the other day, and Tyro Estrada went down. That was not great to see. You don't love that. And I know last year, I, I think it was last year, I, he, he was like smacking his glove against the dugout and he hit someone in the face behind him. Did he now? Yeah. So, so what is he, a toxic teammate? Yeah, I guess, I guess he just loves hurting his teammates, which <laughs> I don't I think, yeah, I don't know. I would I wouldn't, I would not like to see Judge get smacked in the eye with a Rodon glove. Oh, man. Imagine, that would be so Yankees, dude. <laughs> like like the time when Judge's tooth got knocked out in a walk-off oh, celebration. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. That would be so Yankees. Well, they they can they can take that avenue though. They can go, they can go Carlos or they can go Pablo Lopez, like we said. Montas, right? Even Montas. I didn't even mention Montas. Thank you. I didn't even mention Montas. Yeah, I mean Montas though this year has been battling injury. He just came back off the IL and then he left the other day with another shoulder with a shoulder problem. Uh, it's not his day to day, so it's not expected to be that like serious to keep him out, but it's just something to monitor because we yeah. know the Yankees 
injury history hasn't been the best. And if he comes over here and then that shoulder injury flares up, flares up, he, he he's not as good or he misses time. That would suck. So yeah. maybe, again, we talk about Joey Wendell all the time too. package him in with Pablo Lopez. That would be, that would be more than ideal. Yes. Ship. I, you can't even ship IKF out, but get him off the starting lineup. Get him yeah. off out of the starting lineup. Get him out of here. I mean, no, dude, I'm seeing on Twitter there are so many IKF like lovers. Lovers, like, you yes, believe it. yes, I saw. You wouldn't believe it. I think I, it was like, you. I think it was you that sent me the picture that was like he's a modern or no, he's like a baby Trey Turner, a mini Trey Turner. I, I, my, yeah, my cousin sent me that tweet today, and I sent it to you guys, and of course got ignored because you guys are assholes. Well, but. I, I was, I was. I was in a hot tub, so. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. So, so this guy uh, this guy on Twitter said, IKF is a mini Trey Turner. Yes, his defense is a little down this year, but he's still great. He's still Insane. great. Great? Insane. He's great? That's what like, are you saying? That is Brady K217 on Twitter. What are you saying, Brady? That's like, that's like eating Subway and saying, wow, this is good. I, oh, stop. I love Subway. Get out of here. Get, Get out, out of here. here. You don't I love, love Subway. Subway. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Cold cut combo, you cannot beat it. You love Come Subway? On. Subway is better than Jersey Mike's. I'll take Subway over Jersey Mike's any day. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. I love so. I'm a I love Subway. The Italian herbs and cheese bread, you cannot. You can't beat that. Subway sponsor us. <laughs> what do you mean? You just shit on them. You can't. Jersey Mike's sponsor us. <laughs> no, but regardless of we'll be on the subway tomorrow. So ah. Yeah, you like that? You like that? Nice, nice. <laughs> no, but. Um, what were we even talking about? IKF? Oh, Joey Wendell. Okay, well, Wendell. yeah, IKF and Joey Wendell. Yeah. Um, obviously, Marvin Gonzalez is not a long-term solution. Obviously, IKF is not a solution. So, and if they're well, I mean, even Peraza would be a solution if they don't trade Peraza, which can totally happen. Yeah. I mean, what I'm hoping is that they're waiting till after the trade deadline. And the trade deadline is 6 p.m. on August 2nd. So by the time this comes out, that is tomorrow at 6 p.m. And I'm hoping they've been holding on to Peraza. Boone's been saying all this BS about ICAF being exactly what they wanted. Hopefully it's all BS because they're holding on. They're holding him in the minors for the trade value. Either they'll trade him. And if he's not traded, then we'll see him up in the majors. That's what I'm hoping for. Right. So if Peraza isn't on the move, hopefully he'll be up come August, mid August. Hope. Please. Cause I can't see IKF. Well, <laughs> Not even just hitting Danny. Not even just hitting. We can we can go into specifics in a little bit. The the outs above average thing that we saw on balls hit in front of him, in front of him among qualified infielders, there was two hundred and sixty six. So that's the range in front of him. Obviously, you need the advanced stats to whatever in front of him means. But he ranks out of two hundred and sixty six. Give it to me, infielders. Mm -hmm. He ranks two hundred and sixty six. Ah. Eesh. Eesh. Balls hit directly in front of him. Ooh. Ah. Ah. Yeah, that, that hurts. Was, uh... That hurts. And somehow he only has 11 errors on the year because the official score is his brother oh, dude, or something. It's so bad. It's so <laughs> yeah, bad. I think the official score is his brother. But uh... why, yeah, why, why do you say his brother? By the way, is there like a reason behind that? Or because is it just like every time he makes an error, they don't give him an error. No, I know, so but why does he have to be his brother? Him. Like, why couldn't it be his dad? <laughs> Could have been his best friend too. I don't know. It's just the, the, <laughs> this is what I said. Well, well, speaking speaking of trades, um, I I'm I I was hoping that we were gonna get some breaking news like while we were on the pod because that would be sick, but 
Um, so hopefully something happens here within the next X amount of minutes that we're on recording here. But um, I my phone, Twitter keeps going, and uh, we were we were gonna do we were gonna do an emergency pod for the Ben and Tendi trade, but none of us are home, so like we didn't do it. But and then and then we were gonna do um, or we we were planning on doing an emergency pod. Obviously, if a big move transpired, but that hasn't happened yet. And if something Nothing happens tomorrow happen. night while we're at the game, that can't happen either. So yeah. unless if we're on I'll, the train I'll, and we just we just hook I'll post a up. video. I'll post just a selfie video on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll work. That, that <laughs> We could do that. We could do that. Yeah. And honestly, odds are like like I mean, I don't know about you like but I'm expecting a move for a pitcher. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know who it's yeah. going to be. Would you would, you would want Montas, right? Even though with the injury concerns, you know what? I no, I think I'd rather want. I think I'd rather have Carlos Rodon. Yeah, I mean, you know what they say though: the best ability is what availability. Oh yeah. So if they're gonna if they're well, gonna trade for someone who has injury problems, then I don't know. I'd rather go for the guy that's sure thing gonna be healthy. And obviously, he's got the track record over the last two years. So yeah, um, yeah. I think he would be a lot of fun in the Bronx, but. Be. And obviously, like we said, we say he's hurting his teammates, but I mean, that's the energy we need not hurting your teammates, but like being fired <laughs> up in the dugout, being fired up in the dugout. That's the energy we need on this team. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of it, but couldn't hurt to get more. No, right, right. We need that. We need something. We need something because, man, I mean, this rotation has been disappointing lately. I mean, has it actually? I don't know. No, it hasn't. Yes, Monty has been disappointing. Herman is booty. Uh, Tyone is obviously up and down, which he's supposed to be. Nestor's been really good. Nestor's though. been Nestor's been great again. Cole has been shaky. Like, yeah, they need something, dude. They need something. And like we said, we're expecting the move. So hopefully, look out for that content. If if a big move is made, look out for either a Danny Instagram video. Maybe hopefully we'll be on the train tomorrow. Me and Danny can just be like this together, sure. celebrating on the train. How about let's 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 vlog the game tomorrow. Let's vlog it on vlog Instagram it? story. Tune into the Instagram story. I'll I'll vlog it. Should we do that? We could do yeah. that. Post some videos walking into the stadium. Instagram story. Maybe post them on Twitter. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, vlog it. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's um. That's what I got on the trade talk on the trade front, Danny. Unless you've got something else to, uh... no, just we need a pitcher, and we need it now. Let's go. We've been waiting. Yes, we got the Penitenti move, but it has been very slow. The trade deadline, very very slow. I so. still think they could use another bat, but I don't think that's realistic at this point. They can, but yeah, unless they like package Danny, in Jock, dude, dude. Danny, like Josh Donaldson, dude. Oh, he can't like is he is he. Can you DFA a guy that's making twenty million? Like, can you do no. that? No, you can't do it, right? No, unless you're Steve Cohen, you'll write him a check right out of your pocket to get off my team, like you did to Cano. I but. I actually think he's approaching DFA territory. That that trade, <laughs> we say it makes us better. Honestly, I still think it helped us kind of because I mean, getting those guys like Gary off the team, like we kind of needed a change of scenery, like with the players at least. But based on skill-wise on the field, it hasn't done anything. Both Donaldson and IKF have been very Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Was that fake? I just saw that. I don't know what that was. 
it went away. Did it go away for you? Yeah, too? it went away for me. I think it was fake. That I was think it was fake. Oh that my god, I almost just had a heart attack. <laughs> Gabe got me today. Uh, um, playoff Tanaka on Twitter got me today with uh, Carlos Rodon uh, to the Yankees. Did he? That was he said because he changed his name to New York Yankees. So like the Yankees have traded for Carlos Rodon and put a bunch of prospects in there. So when I saw it, it said New York Yankees tweeted, and I'm like, oh shit! But then I realized it was him. Dude, I actually almost... my heart just dropped. All yeah. right, so if anybody, obviously, you won't know what we're talking about, but we just got this tweet on our cell phones that Soto to the Rangers is now official. I go out to open it and it disappeared. So yeah, it said I'm guessing was... he deleted it and it was fake, but that made my heart drop a little and it bit. Said, it said um, Bob Nightingale. Bob Nightingale. So I was yeah. like, I was like. Hold on. I, was, I always thought we got some groundbreaking news there. Imagine the right team. after you say it, but it wasn't Yankees news. I mean, dude, breaking a Soto trade would still be sick, but I don't know, man. That was I that would that would have been really fun to break down, even though it's not Yankees, like you said. But yeah, I mean, hey, it's fun. We like talking about the league too. Love baseball. So oh, of course. Absolutely. But yeah, Jesus, that actually scared the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I was like, oh, and I, I looked at you and you were you like just went straight to your phone. You were like, what happened? <laughs> But what were we even, what were we talking? Oh, Donaldson. Yeah, Donaldson. I mean, I could have I could have even made Donaldson my Yankee of the Week. That's like how much I want to yeah. talk about him. But like, we shouldn't talk about him for this episode, I guess. But yeah. But but just to leave it at that. I mean, he like Danny. I can't even say he's been like. I don't know what the numbers say, but I can't even say like Man. with my eye test that he's been a great defender this year. Because um no, I, he's been good at third. He's. I, f- I think, based on the eye test, he's been good at third. He still has a positive war, and he's not hitting, so that kind of... I saw his home numbers today. I think he's only got, like, one homer at home. He's at, like, a 180 yeah. average. Like, dude. And he, and, he, and he loves, loves to pimp doubles. Doubles. <laughs> he loves, he to loves to pimp. Doubles. He loves to pimp routine fly balls to the wall. <laughs> like, come on. He but. has... Defensive run saved. He has nine, nine. So that's good. Yeah, that's solid. That's solid. But he has, yeah, him and DJ at third have been very good over there, but he is not good at the plate at all. Look, at all. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to grade the, that trade, the Gary Sanchez trade. Shout out Gary. Every Gary. Week, every week I, I was, I was that, wondering today how we get his name in. Every week we get the Gary trade in, uh, <laughs> or we get Gary's name in, but I'm not going to break that down until, at least until the season's over because. Yeah. But right now, it's really not looking uh, looking good yep. for both sides. It's like it's like the most mid trade. Yeah, it's like really did nothing because I mean, think about it. I mean, IKF sucks. Josh Donaldson sucks. Ben Wardfred isn't real. And they got <laughs> they got Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. But yeah, Ben Wardfred doesn't exist. He's, I'm I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced he is a real person. Have you ever even seen a picture of him in Yankees gear? No, no, never. No. No, I just saw that one picture of him that he looked jacked on the twins, but like they could have, they could have got that from anywhere. Who who knows? Who knows (laughs) how that picked up some dude from the gym. (laughs) Um, Pretend you got traded to the Yankees. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, Josh Donaldson, 217 this year with a 296 on base, 669 OPS. Not good. Horrible. Not good. Not good. Only nine home runs. So if we have any listeners that still gets confused over OPS on base percentage or anything like that, if you, if your OPS is 660, whatever that Danny just said, and you're making that amount of money, 
the MLB average is about got to go. The MLB average is about 750 OPS, and that's that's on base plus slugging. I think we might have explained it before, yeah, but yeah. just in case, it's on base plus slugging. So basically, it's your all around hitting stats. It's how well you get on base, and it's how well you hit, get extra base hits because that slugging percentage is extra base hits, and obviously extra base hits more runs. Basically, how that works. So it's combining your ability to get on base plus your ability to drive runs home and all that. And a 750 is about average. You take 700 for like a catcher, like whatever for a guy that's there for defense. But and if you're under 700, you're bad. Yeah. And for someone that hits the ball as hard as Josh Donaldson, I mean, yeah, he has on. had a lot of hard hit balls that he gets unlucky with. But you can only be lucky, unlucky so many times when you're hitting 217. And, and not we saw hit. that. Who did we see that with? Joey Gallo. Yep. Exactly. Well, who I, knows? wait. Why is he still playing? Let me ask you that. Why the hell is he still playing? Why the fuck is he still playing? You think uh, I know? Oh my god! I'm saying he's gonna be on the team in August. Okay, he, it's August right now. <laughs> he's still on the team. Okay, well, you, can you say know that. what I mean. You he will I mean. not be on the team August August second at six oh one p.m. He will not be on this team. If Joey Gallo gets traded, do we have an emergency pod? We have to. We have to. <laughs> it's a celebration. It's a celebration. That's a pod party at that point. We we'll need some... him gone. I'd be more excited about Gallo leaving than us getting Soto. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be... No, definitely not. But he's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah. He's got to go. I don't know, dude. He's met. He's. Lo- I'm not going into that. Anyways, let's um, Danny. Let's do our Yankee of the week because we always start with that. And obviously, I don't. I don't know how far we are into this episode right now, but we should. We should do that. You don't have um, that down. I'll I'll get mine out of the way since mine is the obvious one. Really? Um, oh, who could it be? Who has been the best player in Major League Baseball all season and continue that this week? Yes, that would be Matt Carpenter. Ah, Matt Carpenter. No, kidding. <laughs> Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. I don't know his middle name. Now I'm curious. <laughs> Aaron um, James Judge. James, nice nickname. Baj. Born and raised Linden, California. 32nd overall pick in the 2013 MLB draft. Aaron Judge, man, is just, I almost feel like, I'm always saying this, I almost feel like these guys take my comments personally. Like when I when I was saying that Josh Donaldson sucked and I was highlighting him for my Yankee of the Week, the whole next week he was raking like prime Josh Donaldson. Then... I think Joey Gallo did the same thing earlier in the year and he had like a 260 batting average over like a eight game stretch yeah. or something yeah. like that. These guys take my comments personally because I said that I want to judge, not that I want to judge. I, I said that if the Yankees wanted to replace Soto with judge and let judge walk this off season, I'm, yeah. I'm perfectly okay with that, which I still am, but, yeah, still but judge is another guy that took my comments personally because man, over the last, I, I, I Obviously, for Yankee of the Week, I'm going to highlight the last seven games. But, man, I need to talk about his last 30 because of how insane this guy is, is has been. I mean, Danny, let me give you some of his numbers. I'm sure you looked at them. I looked at some of them already. But his last 30 games, he's a 750 slug for a 414 on-base percentage and a 304 average. Five stolen bases over the last 30, by the way. He's 10 for 10 Five on the year. Bases. He's 10 for 10 on the year. 19 walks. 15 home runs over his last 30 games with 38 RBIs over his last 30. Come on. Dude. 
unbelievable what this guy is doing right now. Last 15 games, 404 average, 514 on base percentage, over a one point, obviously 1,000 slug. I don't know why I'm saying one point, one point, but 1,000 slug. Um, two stolen bases in that stretch, and um, 12 home runs, 12 big flies over that stretch of his last 15 games. Un- unreal what this guy oh, is doing and my lord i don't know if you saw danny but he just passed um i don't know who the player was but he just passed the the old leader in terms of multi-home run games for the new york yankees i think he has 12 now multi-home run games yep. so he just passed whoever that leader was um second fastest player in history to 200 home runs behind ryan howard right yeah yep. i saw that um, and his last seven games, six home runs in his last seven games. So, like, you would think, okay, last like maybe these number, maybe maybe he slowed down a little bit over his last. No, Mm-mm. judge, judge <laughs> is not. I mean, he did go over three today, but he's gonna judge, slow trade him. Get him out of here. Judge has hitting three seventy for a five hundred on base percentage with an over again over a one thousand slug with six homers. I already said those six homers, twelve RBIs. I'm speechless, Danny, because. It- he hit he hit the walk off against the Royals the other day when the Yankees had nothing going for them. I just hit my mic when the Yankees had nothing going for them all game to bring them to a one zero victory. And he had two home runs in in the game when they scored like eleven runs or whatever it was against the Royals. Um, after that after that rain rain delay, I mean, yeah. dude, one of them was a grand slam. Danny, I've been talking a lot about Aaron Judge, BAJ. I'm speechless. Oh. What do you have on Big Aaron Judge? Man. <laughs> yeah. MVP. Yeah. MVP. Don't give me that Shohei Otani anymore. I know last week. No. Me too. Last week, what did I say? Front runner for MVP, for MVP right now. What did I say? I said Shohei Otani. It was the front runner for MVP. You did, and I agree I with guess, you. And Aaron Judge actually texted me last night saying I took yours and Chase's comments personally. <laughs> he, texted, he texted me. But uh, he, uh, I almost just spit water everywhere. This, this um, yeah, this past week I'm stalking Mets to the. He, has, he had five home runs this week, including the home run that you. Yeah, the last seven games says six home runs, but that includes the last Sunday game. But we talked about that already in the last episode. It's just like every time he comes up, it's what is he gonna do? It's all eyes are on him. All. Every time. And today he got up at, uh, with the chance to tie the game in the ninth and he hit it right in front of the warning track. Uh, I thought he was going to come through. He just missed it. He and, did just miss that. Yeah. Um, whatever. He can't come through all the time. Like I said, he's in a big slump now because he went over three today. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he is awesome. And it, like, how do you picture him? I th- and we've been saying all year, 61 home runs, American league record, Yankees record, 61 home runs. No, let's get to 73. Barry Bonds, come here. Come on, Barry. He had like at this point. Come on, Barry. I don't I don't know what it is. Put on a shirt. Come on, Barry. (laughs) Come on, Barry. (laughs) Reggie Stalker. But um if uh, if um the after the Saturday game, Judge was on pace for 67 home runs. Probably after today, he's back down to 66. But still, if he has another hot stretch like this, that could easily go up to him being on pace to of 470 then if he has another hot stretch that could go on pace for 75 he could break the home run record and then a lot of people will say if he gets to like 65 that he broke the home run record, the clean home run record because obviously mcguire sosa bonds they had 
little performance enhancing drug help, but you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one to say that because I think their records should hold. Barry Bonds is the greatest player of all well, time. They won't hold when judge passes, when but they judge will not hold. When it, judge doesn't we're not even going to have to have that conversation of clean this, clean that. Like, cause he's going to hit 75. Remember when I said, when I said on the pod, you asked me if he was going to get to 60. I said, I joked and said, he's not hitting 60. He's not hitting 70. He's hitting 80. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? No, you're right. At, I mean... this point, at this point, who knows? I said it as a joke at the time, but now who knows what he could do, what he's capable of. And dude, I, I honestly like this offense lives and dies by Aaron judge. Like it does. It's so obvious the how does. not even the, the whole team does. It's so obvious how much of a, of a, I think catalyst is the perfect word because when judge is going, everything is going. And it's like, and that's what we've seen over. I can't even say that's what we've seen over this last stretch because they went three and one against the Royals and they lost two to the Mets, but, um, but, uh, but it, it, it's true though. That's what it feels like. Am I wrong? Like when yeah. judge is going, everything else is going right. Yeah, it is. You are right because He's awesome. And he's, yeah. He is the best player in Major League Baseball right now. He is the MVP. And um, I just went back. I, I mean, I'll win $250 if Aaron Judge wins MVP. I went back into a little, little bet I made. I haven't bet in – like, I don't bet, but, like, I made one on Aaron Judge to win MVP in February. Completely forgot about it and went back last week and was like, oh, crap, I, I could win $250. <laughs> Completely forgot about it. But uh, so, I, Aaron. Play for the Yankees. Play for me. Let's go. Keep yeah, going. There you go, buddy. Now, but we'll win the World Series with him as a leader. Danny. World Series MVP, early prediction, judge. He's, yeah, imagine. Oh, my God. I would probably cry tears of joy. We're going to the parade, right? Let's already make plans. Absolutely. Make plans I, would love, parade, I would love to go to the parade if it happens. I don't know if they'll get past when? Houston. I don't know if they'll get past Houston, oh, but that's a conversation for a different day. Oh, my but God. Do the rest of the pod yourself. Aaron, Aaron Judge. Just for reference, I bring this up every time we speak on him. He's at 42 home runs right now. I had him at 43 to start the year. It's August 1st. He's at 42. Think he's he going to be has, He's <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he still has over a month and a half of baseball to play and he's at 42 home runs. It's unreal. It's unreal. I and I'm always tweeting Danny on the on the spreading the news account on Twitter, obviously. I'm always saying, appreciate this season because you're never going to see this again, From at least from a Yankee. You're not going to see this no, Until next year when he tops it. Maybe, but or at least until no. until the next Yankee great, which seems like we get a Yankee great, like, seems like another Yankee great comes through every time the, the, the last great retires. Like, it was before Jeter, it was Mattingly. And then after Jeter, you, it was it's Judge. And, and are you saying like all time great, like leader wise too, like all around, not just yeah, like like yeah, wise because what was it? It was statistically it was, wise. There's there's been a lot of great Yankees. Well, of course, but, but it was yeah. it was like it, what was it? Babe Ruth. Uh, then it was Lou Gehrig. Then it was Joe DiMaggio. Go all the way back there. I re, no, I remember watching Babe Ruth. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was the then it was Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Nick Stanko, by the way. Nick Stanko. Nick Stanko wears number three for Babe Ruth. Yeah, his, his favorite same. player to watch of all time. <laughs> Nick Stanko wore number three when he played baseball for Babe Ruth. So, shout out to him for that. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just I'll finish off the judge. 
just by saying it's August 1st. At the moment of recording this, he has 42 home runs. And he has a month and a half of baseball left to get to which he can to that 70. What was it? What was it? 74 mark? 73, I believe. 73. So I don't, I mean, I personally don't think that's that'll happen. But I also, if you asked me a month ago, don't doubt him. I would have 42 home runs by August 1st. I would say you're crazy. <laughs> um, so Aaron Judge, you've left me speechless, my boy. Again. Thank, thank you. And that's a mic drop. Nice. But we still got more to talk about. True. True. So my Yankee of the week. Who's it going to be, Danny? I'm going to keep it short. Not much really to talk about. A lot. Not a lot really to talk about. I know we want to get to the Mets series because that's a big part of the week. My Yankee of the week is going to be Aroldis Chapman. Aroldis Chapman. We, as well as a lot of Yankee fans, have talked a lot of shit about Aroldis Chapman. Deservedly so. Because he has been one last of the week, worst. just last week, we were just talking shit about him. He has been one of the worst relievers in baseball for the past calendar year, maybe a year and a half now. Because I know we said that a while ago, but this week, no complaints. He had a great week. He had three outings this week, all scoreless. Kept us in games. He came in in close games, and every time he comes in, it's still like, oh, why the hell are they bringing Chapman in? But he's done the job. He's done a great job. He against the Royals twice. He did it. Mets once he kept it he kept the the deficit at bay but for a guy that has blown so many games recently and who just looks like he's lost out there on the mound it is great this week it kind of seemed like his confidence is a little back and Clay Holmes has been struggling my boy Clay Holmes he hasn't looked as sharp and again you can attest that to him playing a lot more now uh he's a rest man he's pitched most he's pitched ever he's but a rest for sure. he does I agree, and he blew the game again today, but if we could have Chapman back, that just goes a long way. I'm not saying put Chapman back in the closer role. I don't think that I don't think that should happen. Again, I wouldn't trust that to happen. But I also don't know if Clay could do it either. <laughs> like we don't know if Clay could last to the playoffs and be really, really good. Because again, he's never done in his career. And he's kind of looked like he's burned out, burned out a little bit already. Uh, but again, like we said, we need to trade for a bullpen arm. But Chapman, this week, confidence little up. I'm not going to say it's all the way back. It's not even, I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to say it's close to being back, but progress. progress. Definitely earned some brownie points for sure. Progress. Yes. Sure. He's no longer. And now he's no longer going to be coming in, in 16 to nothing routes. Like he was when he first came back from injury, but and he was, and he was blowing the game in a 16, nothing route. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He let up 17 runs. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no great week from him. Three scoreless innings. Love to see it. And he looked good too. It's not just like he got lucky. He looked good. He yeah, looked he good. did. And and I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head, Danny, about Chapman. And I'm just to I'm just gonna highlight the bullpen in general, and then we can talk about the Mets. But um, I mean, last week we talked about how Michael King went down and how this bullpen was looking helpless. Well, over the last week, the whole bullpen actually has pitched really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I was saying that. Lo, like these guys like Loisaga have to step up, but like Clark has stepped up. Ron Marinaccio has stepped up, he, even though he gave up a run today, but Ron Marinaccio has stepped up. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark Marinaccio, Loisaga's looked a little bit better. Like you said, Chapman's looking a little bit better. So it gives you that extra little bit of confidence. Um, I still think they need to get, they need to acquire a reliever. Not sure if it'll happen. I hope it does, but um, 
we've definitely and obviously Herman too. Like if they get a starter, they'll put Herman in the bullpen, which I think would be a good fit for him. I think that would be good. I I don't I don't trust him as a starter, but I think coming out of the bullpen, I think he would be. Yeah, I think he'd be really effective as a as a bullpen guy. I think I I texted you about this. I think this is a great question to bring up here on the pod. Uh, come playoff time, who goes to the bullpen? Who sticks in the rotation? Because usually you see a four man rotation, sometimes even three. Mm. But when you get to like the LCSs in the World Series, you kind of need that four man just because there's the two extra games if needed. But right. I think Sevi and Herman out of the bullpen would be great. Yeah, it, I like Sevi as a starter, but again, he's hurt. And I think he profiles better as a reliever than, a, say, Jordan Montgomery, like Tyone. I th- you need the guy that with that velocity coming out of the bullpen, and plus, obviously, he has a lot of movement. I think he def because like, then you throw Montgomery maybe in a game four and put him on a short leash. He goes four, Sevy goes three. We're right there yeah. for our for our big guys in the bullpen. So I think that is kind of how the projection. I'm, for the I'm in agreement with you. Um, as I'm much as I'm upset to see Sevy starting a playoff game, I think if anybody from the rotation has to go to the bullpen, I think it should be him. I'm definitely with you on that. And I think it would probably go assuming obviously assuming they don't acquire anyone. It would be go it would be Cole, um, Nestor, um, um I'm blanking. Oh my god, Tyone Montgomery, and then like you said, Sevy to the bullpen. Oof. So but that's that that shows you why they need a starter because I don't I don't trust those four in a playoff series. I trust the first two. I don't trust the second two. And um but obviously, if you get a Frankie Montas, if you get a Pablo Lopez, a Carlos Rodon, um, then then you'll have one of those guys slot in the number two role, and then I'm feeling a lot better. Because then you have Nestor starting a game three, and Nestor shows he gets jobs done. And for so, him in game three, that's huge. Yeah, and then you've got – and then at that point, I would move Tyone to the bullpen and keep Montgomery in the game four role. See, like, I don't, under, I don't know how. I think one of those three, Severino, Herman, Tyone, would have to be left off the playoff roster, unfortunately. And if Herman doesn't find it, it would probably be him. Be Herman. Yeah. You, I mean, if Sevi's healthy, you can't leave him off the playoff you roster. Can't leave. No, Sevi, Tyone. It feels like you can't because he has been solid. He's pitched well enough to earn that. Earn that. Yeah, but right? think about it. If we're using a four-man rotation. I wouldn't want him coming out of the bullpen. Like he's not a guy like Sevy, like we say Sevy, even Herman. I, I like those guys I trust more out of the bullpen for some reason. It's just like he's not it just, just like, a feel, feel like, like a feeling like a feeling you get. Pitcher. Yeah. It's not a bullpen pitcher. Again, velocity wise. I, yeah, I could I could see that, but I mean I don't know how realistic that is. Yeah. I can I can see that. I, I see where you're I see where you're coming from though. I do. I don't. I don't know if I like Tyone as a bullpen role, but he would. I also to. don't like him off the playoff roster, though. I feel like he needs to exactly, be exactly. Maybe, maybe you just platoon him with Montgomery. Well, you can't because then he would be a bullpen role. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Can't really I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there, right? Yeah. First, I mean, we'll see. First, we'll, we'll see who they acquire, and then we can break this down perhaps in the next episode. And it depends on who they're playing against. Again, again, like this is where stats come into play. If they're playing against a team that hits righties better. Go right. Montgomery, vice versa for a team that hits lefties better. Well, let's talk Yankees Mets. The, yeah, they faced uh, the Yankees. Definitely faced a contender, and they got their asses handed to them. Um, so I asked you and Brian what you guys thought on the Mets series in terms of what would happen. You both said two zero. Yankees would do a clean sweep 2-0. We got 2-0. We turns got 2-0. Turn out, turns out we got the reverse Uno card. Um, we got swept 2-0. Um, 
I predicted the 1-1. I thought we would win with the Montgomery game. I had no faith in the Scherzer-Herman game, which actually looked more like a game they could have won than the yeah. first game, which is funny how that worked out. It just felt like the whole series was backwards, honestly. Yeah. It really did. And, and um, I mean, Taiwan Walker, um, the Yankees jumped on him early, then they let him settle in after the first inning. And like that's what the Yankees can't do. Like they can't let they can't score off a guy early and then let him settle in. Yeah. That's like that's I feel like that's been our problem all these years is you let these guys settle in. And yeah. another part of that too, um, I'll just briefly talk about the Montgomery thing, Danny. I'll, I'll let you break it down because you're our breakdown guy, of course. Of course. Um, but but Montgomery went two and a third inning with five earned runs. Uh, against the Mets. Four. I mean, four. the Yankees jump out and they get you a 2-0 lead on a Judge and Rizzo back-to-back homers. Mm-hmm. They jump out, they get you a 2-0 lead and, and a, about a, for a guy who bitches and complains about not getting run support, for a guy who doesn't, I mean, honestly, rightfully so, because the Yankees don't really give him much run support, but he finally got some, and then he comes out and gives up a four-run first inning against the Mets on on an Eduardo Escobar home run. What was it? It was a three-run homer? It was... No, it was Eduardo Escobar, Starlin Marte first with the solo home run, then Pete Alonso, uh, RBI double, then Eduardo Escobar, two-run homer. So so I, I'm just going to say, and then I'll let you break it down, Danny. Um, I'm just going to say simply that can't happen. I mean, cannot. Jordan Montgomery, you need to be better. You need to be better. Yeah. I, I, you like Everybody always talks about how this guy has the repertoire to really put it all together, and to me, he hasn't done it against – I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to let you go out of Danny. Go ahead. Go I'm a big ahead. Monty guy. He pissed me off in this game. Like you said, he went two and a third innings. And when Boone came to take him out, Monty goes, why? He said, why? Fuck do you mean why? <laughs> he was pitching horrible. Worse he's looked. And honestly, he hasn't looked great. He's He's been all right. Like, he hasn't been the guy we saw in the beginning of the season. Obviously, his last seven games, he has a 5-2-5 ERA in his last seven starts. Not good. His last 15 starts is now up to a 3-9-8. Keep in mind this 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 game is also fresh off of the Mike King injury and yeah. the bullpen is the bullpen was was yeah. obviously not looking good at the moment. Yeah. And he gave us two and a third with Herman on the bump the next day. So I'm just gonna say that good. our bullpen shut it down up, uh, until Abreu gave up that run. But what really frustrated me in this game, like you said, we jumped off to the early lead, back to back homers, then we give up the lead. Whatever. We give up the lead, it sucks. But we come back from it, only two runs. The next three innings, we had runners in scoring position, and we only scored one run. We had bases loaded in one of those innings. We couldn't. Rizzo, 3-0 swing with the bases loaded. That was I don't, so I don't know what bad. You, and you say, you see a lot of people saying they like the 3-0 swing. Yeah, I like the 3-0 swing, too, if he produces a run. Sure. Not I'll only like that, him. Danny, but he threw seven straight balls. Yeah, Tell him what was seven straight balls. The, the one before that judge, the judge one. The judge walk, he was kind of pitching around judge, you could tell. So that was more of like an intentional walk. But still, either way, if you're swinging 3-0, you have to produce a run. I don't care. Look, I don't care. He's earned the the right to swing at 3-0. Sure, whatever. I don't mind the fact that he really swung 3-0. I mind that he didn't produce a run. If you're swinging 3-0, a run has to score with the bases loaded. I don't – again, he hit it to the warning trap. It almost went out. Great. Did it score a run? No. I don't care. If he popped it up to the second baseman or if they robbed a home run from him, he didn't get the job done. It does not matter. If you're swinging 3-0, you have to produce. I don't care. Have to produce. Don't care where the ball landed. 
that's now in on that. But again, it felt like it felt like last year, runners in scoring position that's what killed us. Again, we've been saying that a lot, which I hate to say, but again, this is a game that did feel like that. But we have been talking high on Boone this year. All right. Do you know where I'm going with this? I do. I think I think I do. We've been talking very high on Boone. Tell me why he pinch hits Joey Gallo in the top of the eighth for Isaiah Cotter-Falefa in a runner on first situation. Edwin Diaz coming in out of the bullpen. It was Adam Adovino at the time. Whatever. Maybe they like the splits get out of, you know, I don't know why. I don't know what you could see. But Aaron Boone. Oh, we don't like Isaiah Cotter-Falefa, but we need a guy that's at least going to put the ball in play and not strike out on four pitches. Whatever. Because we saw it in the Houston game. IKF comes in off the bench. We're kind of like, what the hell's going on? But again, his 50 hopper that somehow found a hole. Like, yeah, all he does is hit 50, 50 bounce ground balls that sometimes makes the effort, but that's what you need because at least a 50 foot, a 50 bounce ground ball has a chance of making it to the outfield and a chance for getting on base. If you're swinging at three straight strikes, there's what is the success rate of getting on base when you swing at three strikes and swing and miss at all three of them? Zero. Zero percent. Zero percent. <laughs> Were you asking me that? It was a rhetorical question. I mean, it was, I was wanting you to say zero percent because it's the obvious answer, but it could have been rhetorical <laughs> too. But it, it's zero percent if you're swinging and missing at pit. And then, especially when Edwin Diaz comes in against stupid fucking trumpets coming in, you knew that game was over. Well, you didn't know it was over. You knew that Gallo wasn't getting it done for Danny, sure. Me, Gallo wasn't getting it done. Let me give you a quick, quick little tidbit on that Gallo Edwin Diaz thing. So, for those of you who, who don't know, how horrible of a matchup this was. This is like, this is literally, I think probably the worst matchup in major league baseball. It's actually that bad. So let me just give you some numbers. Okay. Yeah. Joey Gallo. Where do you think he is Danny on, in terms of K percentage? Uh, percentiles. Yes. 99, 98. Well, he's first percentile. First, oh, oh, that's what, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You just had it. Yeah. 99, you had it 99. Meaning. Yeah. Right. So meaning obviously, Bottom one. Bottom one. I mean, he is the most strikeout prone guy in Major League Baseball, right? Mm-hmm. You look at Edwin Diaz. Probably 99th. Guess where he's at? Backwards. He's probably 99th. Edwin Diaz is the in the 100th percentile Damn. of K percentage. Damn. That is statistically the worst matchup in Major League Baseball. And Aaron Boone made that decision. It doesn't make it's any a, sense. It's Again, boneheaded. But- it's boneheaded. To not defend, not to defend Boone, but to like maybe see what he was thinking. It was Adam Adovino who was in the game when he pinch hit for Joey Gallo. But you have to think, Joey Gallo coming to play. You have to think they're going to go to the guy that's going to strike him out. No, Dude, Buck, Buck Showalter was waiting for him to make that move. Yeah, that was the easiest decision he ever. He, he outmanaged he, him. Even when Adam Adovino is in. Why I get he throws slower, maybe, maybe Gallo can run into an off people. No, Gallo cannot because he's bad. It doesn't matter who's on the mound. I don't care if my 13-year-old cousin is on the mound. I don't want Gallo in there against him. Look, this is this also we we knock Gallo a lot. This isn't even a knock, this is even to knock Gallo, because like Gallo was just set up for failure in this situation. Yeah, it, it was this was Boone. I don't I don't know what he's doing in that situation. And again, Boone hasn't made a bunch of wrong decisions because with how good this team is, it's been hard to. But again, if this is a move, I, I'm not expecting Joey Gallo to be there in the playoffs, but if this is the type of move he's going to make in a playoff scenario, because this <laughs> game felt like a playoff atmosphere. It was a big game, obviously, for both. You know, it's a battle in New York. It's a big game, and that's what you do in the eighth, top of the eighth inning. 
to try to save yourself from embarrassment losing to the Mets like this. Because again, every anytime the Yankees lose to the Mets, as much as it shouldn't be, because the Mets are a good team, but it is kind of embarrassing. Because then you got to deal with the Mets on Twitter, the Mets fans on Twitter, which is always the worst, always the worst. And, and Instagram, but, look, dude, they they deserved it. I mean, they're a good, they're a very good team. I've said they're a good this team. Year. They deserve they deserve year. the Mets fans like. Like I mean, if the Yankees swept them too well, I would be. I'm not gonna lie. Like I would be excited. Like I would obviously. Uh, but like, the Yankees, as simple as it is, as it is, they got their asses handed to them. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I mean they, they the Yankees didn't have the most ideal pitching matchups, but they also this is fresh when John Carlos Stanton went on the IL, so they were missing John Carlos Stanton. Um, but you're not gonna have your ace pitch every it. game in the playoffs either. But like. You can't make the excuses like this is you got to give credit when credit's due. Mets are a very good team. Mets are a very good team. I still obviously think the Yankees are better, but credit to the Mets. They had a good a good two games. Not a great not a great two games. Again, that first game was very sloppy on the Yankees part and they were still in it, which yeah. kind of gave me some confidence, the fact they were still in it with a good team like the Mets. But obviously you have to win. Very sloppy game for the uh, Donaldson threw one away in that game too, which sucks. Lindor's head. Yeah. Ugh. Just bad. And the My next body. day. The next day. All right. Bounce back. Let's bounce back. But we got Herman on the mound. <clears throat> Tough to be confident in that. <laughs> little. Oh. But I was confident. My boy Herman. Want him to be good so bad. But second inning, and he didn't pitch bad at all. He really didn't. We didn't really expect anything more. Four and two thirds, only two earned runs, seven strikeouts. That's a really, really, really good outing for Herman. Like really good. It, I mean, it's not a good Cole outing, but for Herman, what did you expect from Herman? Not yeah. that he could have made it through five, two earned runs, four and two thirds, whatever. But that's a really good outing. He gave up the second inning home run to Pete Alonso. Then of course Lindor singled in a run. But guess who Lindor singled in? If you remember, do you remember who Lindor singled in? Tomas Nito. Oh, right. How do you get a base? (laughs) A double. Shitty hitting catchers. What do I always say? What do I always say? For those of you who don't or haven't already caught on, and Danny really put my eyes onto this because I never even noticed it until Danny put it up. It's always the shitty hitting catchers against the Yankees. Always. It's the Martin Maldonados. It's the Robinson Trinoses. It's the Tomas Nitos that kill us. They kill us every day. I would say I want to make a T-shirt. Get this on a t-shirt. Shitty hitting shitty catchers. Hitting catchers. <laughs> shitty hitting catchers. It's 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 automatic at this point. If if you're a team coming to play the Yankees and you have a shitty hitting catcher, good. Get ready good for, for you guys. Get ready for a fun night because yeah. you because <laughs> <laughs> like when Higgy somehow runs into one and how good that feels. I could only imagine whenever these shitty hitting catchers do stuff against the Yankees, how great that feels for their fan bases. Because whenever yeah. Higgy does something, it's like, hey, nice, Higgy. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to joke around with Alejandro Kirk because I mean, He's at good. the time, he was the shitty hitting catcher. I I always call him Jonah Hill, but um, I mean now, of course, he's 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 a All really time. good hitter he's now. Awesome. But um, at the time, I mean, he was the shitty hitting catcher, and he's another guy who would always rake against us. So it's just it, it's automatic. It's really automatic at this point. But then again, we couldn't. I mean, hit I, mean I mean, not 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 to bring up shitty. I mean, he's not a shitty hitting catcher, but another catcher. Go ahead, Danny. All right, wh- what were you gonna say? I was going to say Salvador Perez. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not a shitty hitting catcher. He's not a shitty hitting catcher, but like another catcher that got the best of us. Yeah. But um. Sorry anyway, this game wasn't good. We couldn't really hit Scherzer. We were hitting a lot of balls hard, which I found interesting. 
we kind of got unlucky a lot. There were a lot of times we could have scored off, off, off Scherzer. We could have won this game very easily at a lot of different points. But in the top of the eighth inning, Glaber Torres feeling the heat of trade talks, feeling the heat. Two-run homer to tie the game. That was very hype. That was really hype. Yep. Two-run homer to tie the game. But then, bottom of the ninth, Wandy comes in, blows the game. Sucks. Walk-off single. Always a tough way to lose, especially to a rival. You could consider the Mets a rival. I think you could consider the Mets a rival. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, Cross-down rival. Yeah, definitely definitely a tough way to lose two games, especially when they go for the sweep. But then again, about an hour later, we get the news of Andrew Benintendi and completely wash this from my mind. One thing I do want to say, Licky had a really good outing in this game. Clay Holmes did as well. And Wandy was the one to blow it in this game. And again, we had to use forearms out of the bullpen uh, the night before we used four or five as well. The night before we used five arms out of the bullpen. So that is nine guys coming out of the bullpen. Obviously we had some crossovers like Wandy and Loisica pitched again, but still five, five pitching changes, six pitching changes, I guess. Yeah. is rough in a game. Sure. And then having another five the next day, it, it, it takes a toll. It takes a toll, especially when you're having a four game series that later in that week, Right. And speaking of the four game series, um, um, well, are you ready to move into that? I mean, yeah, yeah. Another, so I mean, again, we'll see I them do, again in late August. It was a tough series. Good for them. They won. They got the better of us. Hats off. We'll see what happens in the Bronx. That's we'll see what happens. Hats but off. um, um, I do want to cover the the Royal series briefly, just because um, I feel like we've been on here for a while, and I don't want to. I know you shout out to you, Danny. I know you got to be up in like two hours now. So I don't know how you're going to do that. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But um, I do want to get you as much sleep as you can possibly get for sure. <laughs> but, um, and I, they, they took, they took three out of four games in this set. And we talked about the judge walk off a little bit. I mean, the Yankees couldn't hit at all in that first game. Um, who started that game, Danny? Do you know off the top of your head? The Royals? Was it Nestor? That was oh, no, for the, for the Yankees, for the Yankees, for the Yankees. Tyone, that was. So he oh, had a good Tyone. Yep. Tyone pitched a solid game. Um, nothing more to that really than other than just the Yankees couldn't get anything going until Judge hit the walk-off, to be honest. Yeah. Um, that was another time. Chapman was warming up in the bullpen in the bottom of the ninth. He was going to come pitch the 10th, and that's another. I know he had a good he had good a good game in in Queens. But, again, you see Chapman, you're like, shit. Especially yeah. with the runner on second. Like, oh, come on. Why? Yeah. Judge but definitely judge was like, uh-uh. Just to know Chapman uh, touching the mound in that game for uh, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brady this, Singer, the f- go Gators. Brady Singer shut us down. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, I mean, honestly, hats off to Brady Singer because yeah. he really, he really showed us off. You could time. always in these games, in these games, these low-scoring games, you could either bad offense or do you give the pitcher credit? It's always a, it's always that question. Was it just bad? We couldn't hit. Or give the other pitcher credit. And I think this is a situation where got to give him credit. He looked great. He looked yeah, I mean, really good. I mean, he made Benintendi look like a fool. And Benintendi's not a guy who strikes out. So, yeah. I mean, that sinker had so much run to it, man. It was like I, it was like I was watching a frisbee. It was insane. He looked really good. But um, and then the second game, I'll Sorry. let you, I'll let you cover that up. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, one run, but. Like has a lot of our hot streaks have started this year. Big walk off. 
Judge hit that walk-off, ignited a rally. 11 runs in the next game. Rizzo homering, Judge homering twice. Benatendi with the with a RBI infield single. Left. That's the night that the, uh, Luis Castillo got traded, too. That is so. the same night Luis Castillo got traded. It was a good win for a bad yep. trade news night. Yeah, but again, the big thing in this game, I think, aside from the Judge two-home run game, Garrett Cole. Five earned runs again. I know it was it was tough because he didn't have help behind him. An error by Rizzo. Two errors. Well, in er- three errors by the Yankees defense that didn't count as errors, of course, because the official scorer, IKF's brother, he IKF had two errors in that inning that they didn't call errors. Uh, one where he bobbled it and then spiked it into the ground. And then another one it was a hard hit baseball, tough play, yes, but as a defensive specialist shortstop, you make it. And he would, it, he looked scared of the ball. He got out of the way of the ball, tried to olay it. Like, it can't be doing that. Someone Weird. on Twitter. Your Yankees. Jeter would have gotten in front of that ball. But someone on Twitter called IKF, I can't field. I can't like, like that. Spelled, I like spelled that. camp with a K. I'm going to look for that to give them credit, but go ahead. I man. can't field. I can't field. That is a great way to describe how he was. <laughs> again, with your, again, that is tough. You could say the ace of a staff should be able to bear down and get out of it. But again, you're making the guy get five outs. So really there's two sides to that argument. Whichever way you want to go, you think the ace should get out of it or defense got to be better ikf has to be better like we said all year yeah i i'm with you on that and i'm I'm a combination between both i think too because like at the end of the day i do want to see cole get out of those situations because that shit's gonna happen and he's gotta i feel like cole more often than not garrett cole more often more often than not like goes through these mental things in his head and it's like once he gets into a little bit of funk like he can't get out of it like he's stuck back i think back early in the season the rays game do you remember that when the umpire Strike three call, and then he G-man, blew the G-man Choi non-strike three call. Yeah, yeah, I remember that um, very vividly. Um, I, I, I like he's gotta, he's gotta at some point learn to mentally like, like, bear down because mm. that can't, that that's not gonna fly. But I, but also like you said, like he had to get like five outs that inning. So like, how much more can he really do? You know? Yeah, and he he was pitching good up until that point. With and it sucks, it sucks. And then the next day we scored eight. Today we scored six. We won eight two the next day. But really, the offense got going finally again. The offense got going. You could say Kansas City Royals. I don't believe in that. It's Major League Baseball. Every day is tough. Doesn't matter who you're facing. Obviously, it might be a little easier facing a guy like Chris Bubich over Max Scherzer. But still, Bubich. Yeah, still DJ DJ homered in that game. He also homered today. Back to back home run days for DJ, which was good. Glaber double. Mayhew another RBI later, Benintendi sack fly, and then Carpenter, finally another home run. I feel like I've been waiting for that for a little bit. He's been kind of on the down slide a little bit, but still, he's been great. Andrew, Andrew Benintendi has tied Joey Gallo in career sack flies with the New York Yankees, just for reference. <laughs> so, but anyways, sorry, Danny. Keep, keep doing your thing. Keep Get runs your- home. Get runs home. Sack flies, they work, Joey Gallo. And that's not a fake stat, by the way, for those listening. That, that's oh. a real – no, that's – like, I'm being dead yeah. serious. Oh, yeah, that is the real – that is a real stat. Yeah, so. That is a real stat. And uh, what's the percentage of RBIs when you strike out? Not high. So, Gallo, mm. come on, man. I hate ripping on him because, again, he is a he's a good guy. I, I, oh, Danny, see that, that article. Oh, I got it. I, we got to talk about oh. that. We have to talk about that. Oh, that article. Let me just say today, the Yankees um, went down 4-0, came back, made it 4-3. And then we, we uh, 
Rizzo hit a three-run home run to take the lead, and then Clay Holmes blew it in the ninth in a rough three-run home run by Salvador Perez. But let's get to that Joey Gallo article. Yeah. And just, just to say, obviously, you can't expect a sweep for any series. So th- yeah. shit happens, you know. Exactly. It's going to catch up to you. It's baseball. But anyways, yep. um, man, dude, that article by Lindsey Adler is just just absolutely heartbreaking. Like, like when I woke up to that article and I was reading the quotes, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, this poor man has really – like." I, I've always said on the podcast, like at the end of the day, like I don't, I don't like Joey Gallo. I don't, but he's a human being, but man, reading this made me really feel, uh, I got, some the, of the do you have the quotes up. pulled up by any chance? I got a couple of, I got some of the quotes up. And first off, let me say last year in the game against the Mariners where he had the curtain call and he was the hero, whatever. He came out in an interview. Cause again, Yankee fan growing up, his family loved the Yankees, whatever. He said in that interview that, um, yeah, it's tough. I've been struggling for a week, but finally got some success. Hopefully continued success in New York here. And I know my family's at home and hopefully they're proud of what I've done. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> they're probably not proud, man. I'm sorry to say it. It sucks to say they're probably not very proud now, but quotes from this article. And it's crazy because he's still on the team playing that and they're asking him these questions, which makes it has to hurt even more. Yeah. But he said, every time I see a Yankees hat, every time I see a Yankees jersey, it's something I'm going to have to understand. I didn't play well as a Yankee. I wish I had. Then he said, I feel bad. It's something I'm going to have to really live with for the rest of my life. It's going to be tough. I didn't play well. I didn't live up to expectations. And that's a tough pill to swallow. It's like, it's like you said, Danny, he grew up a Yankee fan, his family's Yankee fans, and he was so excited about the opportunity of being here. I remember when he was first traded here, which was a year ago, um, two days ago, I think it was. Yeah. And I, I just remember like, I, I'm like, I'll, I'm not, I'll like, I'll admit, I'll admit it. Like I was really excited when they got Joey Gallo and I thought it was going to be a lot of fun, but obviously it didn't work out. And it's devastating to see him having these reactions. Cause like, you don't really get that like from the players, like you see them struggling, but like, you don't get like how they're feeling, especially like you don't get that while they're with the team still. Yeah. I but, could, yeah, I saw that coming in the off season, maybe not even like the off season. Like you get that. I feel like you get that kind of stuff. Like when you retire, like yeah. I feel like, but yeah. I mean, shout out to Joey Gallo for really answering on those questions, honestly, because I would, I would imagine that was probably really tough for him to do. Mm-hmm. And and even seeing like like the Yankees just traded for Benintendi, like he's sharing a clubhouse right now with the guy who's replacing him. Like that can't be easy. Like that's probably another. I'm gonna say it again, another tough pill to swallow. Um, Take the words out. Oh. My heart, honestly, like my heart breaks for him. And, like now in that in that in that oh. aspect, I really do hope he finds a good home. When he gets traded, he's a free agent after the year, so he can go wherever he wants. Look, I hope we trade him, and I hope he finds success. If he goes somewhere, it's 40 home runs in the month of August and September. Well, that would suck. No, I don't don't think it would suck at all. I would be happy for him. I'd root for that. I would want him to be good. Luke Voigt's been hot, too, for the Padres. I've been seeing. I see. Really? Yeah, I've been seeing a little bit of Luke Voigt here and there. But, um, yeah, I would root for Joey Gallo. It wouldn't suck because it doesn't matter – if he goes and rakes somewhere else, he wasn't going to do it here. He has to get out of here. Cause like you could say, if we kept him, we would have had someone awesome. Like, no, we wouldn't, he wouldn't do it here. I'll root for him. I hope he goes to San Diego. Uh, it helps them get to the world series to lose to the Yankees. Atlanta. Imagine a Joey, uh, 
he goes to the Padres or the Brewers or something, and it's uh, we face him in the World Series, and he's betting clean up for whoever he like, he hits, he like hits the World Series home run. Like the, oh, the, the no, 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 we would win. We would win. We the beat hero, him. <laughs> the hero we, home run. Yeah, he'll tie the game in the top of the ninth. The Yankees win in the bottom of the ninth. How about that? He's somehow got a pretty big market, like San Diego, yeah. Atlanta, Milwaukee. Minnesota, um, I saw in a, for yeah, a little Minnesota, bit. Minnesota, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, what but, they see, I don't know. But we'll take him. Take him. Get him out of New York. As much as I feel bad for the guy, just get him out of here. Please. It's it's time for it's both for sides him. to move on. It's best for him. Right? It's best for us. Yeah. Get him out. It really is. But someone take him. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Danny, I wanted to leave off with one more thing. I wanted to ask you. Um. By next week, what other moves will the Yankees have made? What is your final by next the next time we record? What is your final prediction? Before? We'll have a starting. We'll have another starting pitcher on the roster, whether it's Rodon, whether it's Cinder. We didn't even talk about Jose Quintana in trade talks with the for us. I was literally just going to mention Syndergaard. him because I just thought of him. No, with Syndergaard too, Syndergaard. which I wouldn't like either. Jose Quintana has been better than Syndergaard this year, surprisingly enough. Jose Quintana is a three-five year array. But again, wow, you pulled I, that up quick. Him. Holy shit. Would I trust him? I would I trust him in a playoff series? Probably not. Because again, this is the first year he's been good since about 2016. Noah Syndergaard as well has a 383 ERA. Again, that's so just that, that's like back end of our rotation right now. So really, do we want to do that? Yeah. They need a number two. That's what they need, yes, which is what the top two. heavy guys are. That's not a number two. Quintana wouldn't be a number two. So I think Rodon. Montas, I think that's the way to go. Pablo Lopez, Sandy Alcantara, but uh, uh yeah, Sandy yeah, Alcantara. I, they, they would never, but um, yeah, no, I think it's got to be Rodon or Montas or Pablo Lopez. I I would be I I wouldn't be mad about a Syndergaard or Quintana. I wouldn't be happy about it. Oh, dude, I would be so mad. Or I, if they I, got Thor, you know what? I would be mad. I'd I would be, be so mad if they got Thor because that means they're just settling, Danny. I no, definitely. I honestly, I think I would be more mad at Syndergaard than I would Quintana, but I think I would be mad either way. I wouldn't definitely not want Syndergaard. I think I could warm up to the idea of Quintana, maybe, but not really. I would be not happy with either move. I think Quintana over Syndergaard. It's the, the wildest thing, too. Before all the Syndergaard Yankees rumors came out, I had a dream the Yankees traded for Syndergaard. Oh, so, man. Oh, so that's literally, it. Literally that next day, the trade rumors came out of Syndergaard. So we, get, we got Syndergaard, basically. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> that's much. what that means. But Quintana, he hasn't really had a good year since 2016. Like I said, he had a 3-2 area and was an all-star with Chicago, the Chicago White Sox. And the Chicago Cubs gave up a ton to get him. And then he just his career has gone downhill from there. He, 2017, yeah, just bad, just bad. He hasn't had below a four ERA since 2016 until now, where he has a three five. But I mean, yeah, not I, the best. I, I don't even think confident. like I, I think if they were to get if they were to go after Rodon, like I don't even think he would be that expensive. Like he's a yeah, rental. No. He's he's Brian just said, Brian said today he texted us today that um. He did the trade analyzer thing, and I think Pereira got you wrote on straight up, straight up. I think based on the trade that, value, that, that's that's a no brainer to me. That's a no brainer. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he would be less expensive than Montas would be. So I think so too, and I think he's better than Montas. Yeah, I think I think I would trust him more. Again, a plus the injury, the injury concerns with Montas this year. 
So that's that's my wish list. I wanted Castillo, but now that's my new updated wish list. Rodon or Montas? Rodon or Montas? Rodon. I'm going to go Rodon 1A, Montas 1B. Yep. Is there even like a No, C? I think that's it. I don't we, – we don't want Quintana. I don't want anyone else. I just – we don't I mean, want of course, I, they need to add someone. Yeah, but Quintana, maybe I could warm up if he pitched solid for us. Syndergaard, I don't think I would be able to. I think he wouldn't pitch good for us. I just have like I don't think he would. But uh, imagine, uh, I mean, Syndergaard pitching in the Subway Series late August. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Remember when he? Remember when he? Um, the Yankees a little up this year when he was with the Angels. Yeah. He up like he. I don't even think he got out of the first inning. Yeah, no, we did do we did hit him. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I think we did hit him good. Yeah. So hopefully that's not the route they take. But anyways, um, we didn't get the breaking news that we wanted to get on here, but if we're available for another um emergency pod episode, if something big happens, then be on the lookout for that. Um make yeah. sure to keep up with our Instagram at um spread in the news. Keep up with our Twitter at official SDN pod um, and subscribe to us on YouTube, like our video, if you're watching on YouTube and um, yeah, make sure to keep up with the, our content. If something happens, something happens, who knows, maybe me and Danny, who knows, maybe me and Danny might be on the, on the train tomorrow. The, something yeah. will happen. We'll go live. Call in, go a little live on Instagram tomorrow. Go live. Who tomorrow, knows? Go follow us on Instagram. Like Chase said, spread in the news to see some vlogging from the baseball game. On our Instagram we'll story, maybe we'll make it into a post. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We'll see maybe what like happens. A little, a little collage of them. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I can't so. wait. I can't. Maybe I'll vlog from Giants camp. No, I'm just kidding. Not <laughs> yeah. Not a Giants yeah. podcast. Not a Giants podcast. Danny, you could just do a day in your life. Like you could, day, day you, in you could start in two hours when you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, shit. So. oh my god, I forgot about that for a second. I gotta wake up in two hours. Yeah. So shout out to Danny, everyone. Clap up, clap it up for Danny. Of course, pleasure to be here. I did this. I did this for my uncle. He wants to hear this on the train Tuesday. He's got to hear it on the train. What's his name? Steve. Uncle Steve. Steve. Thank you. Thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate it. Yes, of course. Uncle Steve. Um, but that's all I got. Again. That's- the rest of the season, the best ability is availability. Availability. Nobody gets hurt for the rest. Let's just trade for Rodon. Let's go. Get Stanley. Me, Carlos Rodon. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Like I said, you have our socials, um, and we will hopefully see you on an emergency pod episode. Hopefully. Let's go. Thank you all, and goodbye. Peace. <laughs>